0: Okay, uh, tonight, like I said, I want to look at uh, the judgment seat of Christ, and many people have asked, okay, I've heard about the judgment seat of Christ, but I thought that uh, when we accepted Jesus Christ, we'd already been judged and found not guilty, so why are we going to have to stand before another judgment seat? Well, what we don't understand is what this judgment is. It's a judgment that only the Christian, the saved, will have, and uh it says, I'm just going to start out here, who will be judged? It's only for those who belong to Jesus Christ who are the church. Only the, And only the New Testament believers will stand before this judgment seat. It is not for unbelievers or for Old Testament saints. The Old Testament saints will have a separate time set for them. So this here, the judgment seat of Christ, is for the New Testament saints, those who have accepted Jesus Christ. And the Old Testament saints will be judged later at another time. And uh, okay, what will happen? Well, the judgment seat of Christ happens after the rapture of the church. So this goes to tell us that when the rapture happens, we go to heaven. This judgment is going to take place in heaven. That's where the judgment seat of Christ takes place is in heaven. And uh, this judgment happens while the earth, here on earth, is going through the tribulation. The tribulation will be going on, so that already tells us that the church is going to be in heaven. So that's when the judgment seat of Christ takes place is during the tribulation and we're already in heaven and so we will stand before Christ in heaven and uh, it happens before the second coming of Christ and the millennial reign okay we all know that the millennial reign will be the thousand-year reign of Christ he will see; will be on this earth for a thousand years in charge of everything and uh, A lot of people say is this just uh, a spiritual thing or is he really coming back to earth well the Bible says he's coming back to set up a thousand year reign so he will be here totally completely in charge of the earth that thousand year is going to be one of the greatest times that this earth has ever known that Christ is totally in charge and uh, says What will be judged? What are we looking at? What's going to be judged? First, this is not a judgment to determine who will enter heaven, and it's not a judgment of sins. Salvation, as we know, is a gift from God, and is received by grace through faith. You can read that in Ephesians 2.8, if you ever want to read that. He said, our sins, if y'all think about it, our sins have already been forgiven and paid for on the cross. So our sins are already gone. They're taken care of. And if we've accepted Christ, then our sins are not here anymore. And it tells us here, and I'm going to read here in Psalms 103, verse 10 through 12. It says, He, God, has not dealt with us according to our sins, nor punished us according to our iniquities. For as the heavens are high above the earth, so great is his mercy toward those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, he has removed our transgressions or our sins. So God has already removed our sins. And what did God say? He said, I will cast your sins as far as the east from the west, and I will never remember again, and I will never bring them up to you. So as far as being judged for our sins at, at the judgment seat of Christ, we will not because we were judged when we accepted Christ and for, what he, and for the work he did on the cross, and our sins were forgiven. God says, I remember them no more. You're sin-free. And uh, so the judgment seat of Christ is not for punishment of believers, but is to reward the believers for how faithfully they have served, obeyed, and followed Christ. What we're doing right now in our walk with Christ is going to determine what kind of reward we get when we get in heaven. And uh, it says, uh, well, more specifically, we're going to be judged on did we fulfill our role in the Great Commission. What is the Great Commission? That's where Christ told the disciples, go into all the world, baptize, and witness to all those that you come to. That is our job. We're to witness, and uh, be a witness for Christ to others here today. And so we need to be witnessing to people because this this end time is getting here closer and closer all the time, and it could be at any moment. And uh, it says, and we're going to be judged on to what degree was the fruit of the spirit manifested in our lives. What is the fruit of the spirit? That is where we serve Christ. The fruit. of is the goodness that we have of Christ in us that we share and give to others. It's, it's our speech, our talk, how we act, the things we do. Because when people look at us, are you representing Christ? Can they see Jesus in you? Can they, t- they see Jesus in you when you talk to them? Can they see the works of God in you and the things that you do? See, we're going to be judged on these things. Because many t- people don't realize it, especially Christians, though People who know you're a Christian and you serve God, they've got their eye on you. They watch you. How are you going to behave under certain circumstances? How are you going to react if somebody says something to you that you don't like? Are you going to blow up? Are you going to start cursing them? Or what are you going to do? So you have to be very careful when you're out in public or anywhere to let Christ in you show up where people see Christ and not you. Because I'd rather people see Christ in me than just me, because i disappoint people, I'll tell you. uh, But how did we respond to the leading of the Holy Spirit? When the Holy Spirit told us something, did we do it? How did we react? Did we listen to Him? Did we ignore Him? You're going to be judged on these things. And every one of us, like I said before, and I've said it over and over again, but everybody that has received Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, the day they accepted Christ and said, "Christ, come into my heart, be my life, be my Savior," and Lord, you were filled with the Holy Spirit. That Holy Spirit automatically came into you when Christ came into you. So you've got the Holy Spirit in you right now. And uh, when we talk, are our words filled with grace and fruit? How do we sound to people? Do they know that you are a Christian by the way you talk? By your actions? And how faithful were we to our calling from Christ? How faithful were we to do what Christ called us to do? Did we put it off? Did we not do it? Oh, I sure, that's not what Christ wanted me to do. I can't do that. You know, that is one thing that I, that I, I guess when I felt to be a pastor. I said, I don't know how to do this. I mean, I've I'm, I'm, I'm never done this. And it was just like all of a sudden, he said, you won't be doing it. I'll be doing it through you. See, that's kind of what he said to Jeremiah. Jeremiah said, but Lord, I don't know what to do. I'm as but a child. I don't know how to, how to govern and watch over your people. God says, I'll do it through you. So, you know, it is just... That we have to trust God. When he calls you to do something, do it. And then let God be in charge. Listen to what God tells you to do. And then we go on and say, what will be the outcome of the judgment? What, what's going to happen in this judgment? What, how are we going to fare in this? And so at the judgment seat of Christ, believers will receive their rewards. The judgment seat of Christ... We the Christian are going to be rewarded for our service to Christ. How we how faithful were we to him. Did we do what he called us to do? And the, the reward is going to be crowns. There is in the Bible it talks about five crowns. And they've each got different names. They've each got different meanings. And this is where gonna be a reward is the crowns <coughs> that God gives us. And I'm going to tell you what these crowns are. There's a crown of rejoicing given to those who won souls for Christ. You get a crown for winning souls, to, for witnessing and telling people about Christ and them receiving Christ. You get, a, you get a crown because of what you did for Christ and witnessing about Him to others and them saying yes. And... Uh, there's what they call the incorruptible crown, given to those who f- who stayed faithful to Christ, even in the hard times and the hardships. They didn't give up, but they stayed faithful to Christ, trusting Christ, keeping their faith in Christ, not deserting Christ, but just staying with Him in faith. And this here was what they called the incorruptible crown. Then there's a crown of glory. To the godly leaders who served as as faithful examples to the church, and I look at people like Billy Billy Graham, you know that was probably one of the most faithful pastors and most faithful leaders there ever was that we know about in our time. His heart was all out for God. He witnessed. He did everything he possibly could to draw others to Christ. It's no telling how many people that that Billy Graham through his Preaching through his messages, through his life that people looked at that came to Christ because of his words and his actions and what he did for Christ. They saw Jesus Christ through him, making them want what he had, making one of his blessings, one of the things that he had that Christ blessed him with. And they knew it was Christ because of his witnessing and what he did for Christ. And that is... Uh, that the crown the crown of glory then there's the crown of life given to those who endured and stayed faithful through all the persecutions and trials they didn't reject christ they didn't walk away from him they never turned their back on him but they stayed faithful through all persecutions and everything that they went through they kept their faith in christ and you know that's what we all need to do is make sure that even in our hard times we keep our faith in Christ. It's, it, it, it's, not, it's not Jesus bringing the hard times on us. It's the enemy trying to destroy us and drive us away from Christ. And we got to know that, Lord, as long as I stay with you, you're with me. And I know that, that you have set limits on you, what you're going to allow the devil to do to me. And Lord, I'm going to stay faithful to you. I'm going to walk with you. And I'm going to put my faith and my trust in you. So Lord... My faith is in you, and I will walk with you. So this here (coughs) is is, uh, staying faithful to Christ. And the last crown they talk about is a crown of righteousness. And uh, here in 2 Timothy, I want to read this one. In 2 Timothy 4-7, Paul talks about the crown of righteousness. He says, now we know that Paul wrote probably three-fourths of the New Testament. He was dedicated to God. He did everything that God asked him to do, did things that God didn't ask him to do, but he stayed faithful. And uh, this is what he's saying. He says, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept my faith. Now, there is in store for me the crown of righteousness. Which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award me on that day. The judgment seat of Christ. That day. And not only to me, but to all who have longed for his appearing. For all that have stayed true to Christ. That have walked with him, put their faith in him, and kept their faith in him. You know, if you'll just think about it, you're running a race right now. You're fighting a fight. You're fighting a fight against Satan and God's hand is on you you keep fighting that fight you keep faithful and God will give you that crown of righteousness just like he did Paul here he stayed true to Christ followed him whatever Christ asked Paul to do Paul did I'm sure Paul got kind of perturbed at times but then Paul thought who am I who am I that would go against an Almighty God I know he's right So, Lord, forgive me when I mess up, when my thinking is not right. Lord, just remind me I'm yours, and I belong to you. So sometimes we all have to do that, remind ourselves who God is. He's our God. He loves us. He's in our life, and he's watching over us, and we just need to be faithful and trust in him. And... uh, and the thing about it is, not all of us are going to receive the same or same uh, crowns or same rewards. The rewards we receive will be determined by our faithfulness, our motives shown in this life to serve in Christ. What kind? Of, our motives. Are we trying to motivate that people? Hey, look at me! Look at me! No, it's, hey, look at Christ in me. Can you see Christ? It's all about Christ. It's not about us. It's all about us trying to be above Christ. It's all about us trying to be in the light, us being the, in the limelight. It's not about us. It's about us serving Christ and, and telling others about who He is. So is everything about Christ and we have to remember that. It's not about us. And the judgment seat of Christ will be a place and time of glory, love, and celebration, not shame. Christ is not going to shame us in front of others or anything else. You know, it says we will have to give an account. And I think this here is where some people kind of mess up. It says we will have to give an account for the things done in our life. But it's not a time of being reminded of our mistakes, our sins, or our shortcomings. It is a time of looking back on how faithful we were, To help build the kingdom of God And what we've done for Christ It's looking back at the good things we've done Not at the bad things we've done Remember Those bad things that we've done The bad things we said Were forgiven back at the cross God said I don't remember those things anymore But I want to talk about The good things you did How you served me How you witnessed Your love for me And then that's where our rewards come in is the closer we get to Christ, the closer we walk with him, the more meaning he has to us, the more he's in our heart, the greater the rewards will be. And uh, <clears throat> like I said, it's a time of looking back on our faithfulness to help build the kingdom of God. That's what we're going to be judged on. And when we stand before Christ at his judgment, we will be. It, 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 the Bible said we will be in such an awe on how great and merciful God really is. Well, each one of us know ourself. We know that a lot of thanks God and the way he blessed us. We don't deserve it. But God says, yes, you do. Because you've received me. You've believed in me. You've walked with me. You've served me. I want to reward you for all that you've done as you've walked on this word. I know you've been through persecutions. I know you've been riled on. I know that uh, that you've been through some tough times, but yet you stayed with me. You didn't desert me. I'm going to reward you for it. And I'm not going to hold anything against you because all ever sin that you had ever committed in your life is not there anymore. It's gone. It's been washed away. And I'm not even going to bring it up because I'm not going to remember it anymore. And uh, the bottom line is that the judgment seat of Christ should be something that motivates and encourages us in our service to God. Knowing that one day we're going to stand before Almighty God for Jesus Christ himself. And he is going to look at you and he's going to say, well done, good and faithful servant. I'm so glad that I can reward you. I'm so proud for what you did when you walked this earth. The way you served me. All the things that you did. Now is your time of rewards for right now. But I tell you what, even greater things are coming. Because you're going to be in heaven for all eternity with me and the Father. So your rewards are really just beginning. And you know, it says even though as Christ gave us these rewards, these crowns, it said that we would take those crowns and cast them back at his feet. Lord, I don't deserve this. Lord, these are for you. You're the one that did it. So Lord, I want to honor you and give my crowns back to you for your glory. And so, you know, one of these days we're all going to stand before the judgment seat of Christ but it's not to condemn us what's it say in Romans 8 1 for now there is no condemnation in those who are in Christ Jesus who walk after the spirit and not after the flesh when we walk and we follow Christ we are blessed we are saved he is with us we are forgiven we've got an eternal home in heaven so when we stand before Christ on that judgment seat, it's going to be a joyous and great and wonderful time. Well, you're for one, for one thing, you're going to be in the presence of, of Jesus Christ himself. He's going to be looking at you. He's going to be showering you with these crowns and with these great, I guess, words of encouragement and thanking you. you. Can you imagine God thanking us for what we did? And when we think back, but God, look what you did. I don't deserve it, but you deserve it all. So (coughs) just know that when we stand before the judgment seat of Christ, which will be in heaven right after the rapture, that we will be in the presence of God, and we'll be in the presence of God for all eternity, and we'll always be there. So don't think about the judgment seat as something bad. It's going to be great. It's going to be wonderful. matter of fact, every one of us will be looking forward to it and what Christ is going to do. But anyway, I just wanted to bring that to you tonight. and Because a lot of people have asked, I don't understand the judgment seat. I thought we were, like I said, I thought we were judged at the cross. We were. The judgment seat of Christ is simply, is he wants to reward us for our faithfulness, for our love, and for our service to him. And so that's what the judgment seat of Christ is. It's not for anything bad we've done because God don't remember that. That's been erased. So just remember when judgment time comes and it's the judgment seat of Christ, it's a time to rejoice and be right there in the presence of God. Let's go to prayer. Father God, we thank you for this time that we'll be in your presence as you will be judging us, Lord, giving us crowns, Lord, that you are rewarding us for what we did when, Lord, it was you that did everything. So, Lord, thank you for your love and for all your grace, your mercy, and all your goodness. Lord, just ask you to walk with us, be with us, and, Lord, just help us to be obedient to whenever you tell us to do something. That we service you in the way that you want us to do it. And, Lord, may we always give you all praise and glory and not look at ourselves and say, oh, look at me, but no, Let us say, thank you, Lord, but look upon him. And Lord, we just give you praise and thanks in Jesus' mighty name. Amen.